The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus You know, for a game that featured a backup quarterback, that was unbelievable. What a fantastic contest. And welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Michael Felder tells us which bowl games we should watch carefully as we start to think about the NFL Draft and next football season. But first, Monday night football as the Seahawks, not only the cover the plus three and a half, it was even plus five and a half leading up to kickoff once the news was starting to circulate that it was going to be Drew Locke starting instead of Geno Smith. But guess what? At plus 175, the Seahawks win outright. They go under the total of 45. And of course, Drew Locke leading that game-winning drive in the final minute, sealing it with a 29-yard touchdown pass to Jackson Smith-Najigba. And what's fascinating to me is something that NextGen Stats put out. According to their playoff probability model, the Seahawks' postseason chances increased from 21% at the start of that game-winning drive to 43% after the touchdown, and now it stands at 49%. So when we look at the Seahawks and the health of the Philadelphia Eagles, Joe, what are we to make of everything? Well, first off, from the betting perspective and uh, the drastic line movement that we saw last night, I didn't bet anything. I guess stayed away. I don't know the quarterback situation. Yeah, we knew Hertz was a go, but we didn't know how healthy he was going to be. I think that was fine. We're, de- we're dealing with that every single Sunday. But as far as what was going on with Seattle and some of the misreporting that was going on out there, that it was going to be Geno, wouldn't be Geno, people 
trying to be first and, you know, everybody's got, got the notifications on. It was just like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I definitely didn't want any part of the over in a Drew Locke game. And that's where, that's where I was leaning. If it would have been Gino, and then I just like, okay, we don't, we don't need to do this. Uh, so there's that. We're still dealing with that. I don't think we'll ever be on the winning side. And when I, and when I say the winning side, I mean, we we'll, we do it a lot with the NBA. We sit here and we'll complain about not knowing about lineups, who's actually playing in the games that we're betting on, that they're partners with, that they're asking us to spend money on. Um, it's just they don't care about us. We're we're just never going to get the what we want. I mean, it's game time. We we barely know who's even going under center for Seattle. Like it's the most impactful position in all sports for my money, and I don't even know who's playing on the Seahawks side. It's like what what are we supposed to do? Yeah, so I I didn't bet on it as far as that goes. Um, it's a lot going. Oh, biggest takeaway from the game, maybe prisoner of the moment. I don't think Seattle's going back to the Super Bowl. I mean, Philly's going back to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I don't think Philly's going back to the Super Bowl. That's it. I mean, th- this th- this defense, this secondary, even Drew Locke is uh, throwing dimes to win games at the end of the second and, and end of the game. <laughs> um, it's just like God. This and this secondary's god awful. James Bradbury, you can't be much more worse than what he's been this season. I I don't. They may win the division. We'll talk about it. The odds say they're going to win the division, Aaron. But I don't think they're going anywhere. Yeah, you know, I have the whole no team has won the NFC East in back-to-back season since 2003 written down, ready for that conversation. The Eagles have a Mm -hmm. very, very easy schedule coming up, but that doesn't mean they're going back to the Super Bowl, right? Like, are they going to be battle-tested? Are they going to be an early exit in the playoffs? Because this version of them... I would say yes, but maybe this is an opportunity for them to get healthier, for them to get right, but it's hard to have a lot of confidence in this Philadelphia team right now. Um, They were my Super Bowl pick before the season started, and I'm not even feeling great about it. As for the other side, I mean, Pete Carroll's got to feel great, right? Like, he was certainly on the hot seat with that four-game slide, and now he's happy. Drew Locke acting like he won the Super Bowl. And to your point, Joe, this is feeling like the NBA now. Like, they had to have known Drew Locke was playing, right? They knew. Like, they knew all yeah. day. Yeah. Come on. Playing he seemed prepared. He had to right. <clears throat> But but of course, first off, isn't it amazing that Pete Carroll's been with the Seahawks for 14 years now? Like, I heard that, and I'm like, where is the time gone? Like, I am feeling geriatric just hearing that stat, you know, just remembering him from his days <laughs> at USC and prior to that. So it was, you know, that just to me was fascinating. And then also, too, yeah, absolutely. Like, as someone who has been around the block more than a couple of times, I think Pete Carroll knows how to pull the right strings as far as not disclosing information and having everybody guess and not just, you know, Mm -hmm. disclosing health and concerns and all of that stuff. Like truly an experienced coach would be able to do things like that and then roll out Drew Locke. And, you know, even though he didn't look great for uh, much of the contest, uh, he was able to deliver when it mattered most. And that was a truly special game-winning drive that he was able to put together. And also it was something where after, After the game, uh, that very special interview uh, that he had with Lisa Salters uh, of ESPN was something Mm -hmm. where suddenly 
Drew Locke became someone we were bashing, something we were someone we were making fun of, into a fan favorite. In fact, let's listen uh, to some of Drew Locke's post-game comments. I think it was just the over the, the over the top feeling of you don't get very mo- many moments, you don't get very many opportunities in this league, um, and with every opportunity you get, you need to be as ready as you can be because don't get a ton of them and for us to come out tonight and play the way we did and get a win and one of you know two opportunities I had this year to start gosh that you know I was just I was excited you know I was emotional I was emotional for myself but I was emotional for these guys in this locker room you know it's been a rough couple weeks we needed a win we needed a win to pull us back get our spirits back up and uh, that's what we did here tonight as a team we did it as a team Absolutely. Fans uh, certainly like Drew Locke, uh, at least on social media, a good bit more than they did uh, prior to the start of that contest. Uh, Also, was it true that Drew Locke told the media that he thought he was going to start this game at the beginning of the day when he showed up to Lumen Field? So certainly that also uh, supports this notion that uh, they're trying to do a little hoodwinking over there as far as letting us know who the starting quarterback was going to be. Uh, But still, though, it it helped to have uh, Kenneth Walker going off. Uh, Aaron, your bet in terms of his longest rush, uh, that certainly hit. But in terms of what Drew Locke was able to do against this Eagles defense, yes, absolutely. This is already a concern coming in. And uh, switching play callers to Matt Patricia really didn't change very much. Now, did it? No, it did not. Uh, as far as uh, Drew Locke after the game, and maybe it's top of mind because of the controversy with Carissa Thompson's comments, but there have been a mm-hmm. lot of moments this year where you've noticed the value of the sideline reporter or the immediate post-game reaction. Do you get that same reaction that you got on the ESPN interview if it's if he has time to cool off? And like you, you hear the difference right there. Between mm-hmm. watching him moments after on the field and then when he had time to cool off, and then by the time he gets over to the podium, it's not the same. And mm-hmm. uh, we talked about it on Friday with the Brandon Staley interview, which was his final in-game interview before he ended up being fired. Um, how that was somewhat valuable. I, I just found that a little bit, little bit interesting. Also, yeah, there was a part where he was like, do I still got it? I was wondering if I still got it. He's like, I still <laughs> yeah. got it. And I was like, yeah, he's feeling himself right now. Good for him, you know. But right. I, I was with you on that, like, emotional post-game interview. He was so happy just, like, he, you could tell, like, he was really emotional about it in a good way. Yeah, for That's sure. Cool. And, yeah, I, I was just going to say, on the Patricia front, yeah, I mean, he's an easy target. People don't really mm-hmm. like him, whether it's the Patriots ties and everything that happened last year or before. Um, but look, I don't know what, pe- what people were, were expecting there. I, I go back to my priors with the Eagles. And yes, I mm-hmm. picked the Cowboys to win the division. I don't even know that they will. But when I talk about priors with the Eagles, I'm talking about how they would respond how they would be able to get back to this level with new coordinators. And that seems to be the biggest problem right now. Like they're admitting to the world yesterday, it was a huge problem defensively with Sean Desai. And then they make the the flip to Patricia, which reeks of desperation. And also on the offensive side, it is a problem. This is not the same offense that we saw last year. This has been probably the biggest issue during this three-game losing streak. They are not as creative. 
as they used to be. There's the tush push. And you know why people bring up the tush push? One one reason, because it works all the time. The other thing is, that's all they got right now offensively. And then Jalen Hurts, two more interceptions last night, late in that game. Like that, I mean, offensively is the biggest reason I don't believe long-term in this team. Their run game is nowhere near what it was a season ago or even early, early on in the year. Well, and something we were watching a good bit was A.J. Brown kind of going off and being the passing mm-hmm. attack. He was yeah. it. They didn't have other guys they were going to in terms of diversifying the portfolio and trying to make a Brown a decoy and all that stuff. No, none of that stuff was happening. Instead, it was him, and that was it. And it's funny that we're bringing up uh, you know, the Eagles' woes and why they're probably not making the Super Bowl, which I completely agree with, not just because the 49ers have been dominant, but also some of the own troubles, uh, some of the key troubles that the 49ers are having. But I'd like to go on a slight rant here, if I may. I had to endure several hours, several hours of inferior broadcast media bashing the Cowboys for that loss of the Bills. Just bashing them left and right and center, all of that stuff. Can't win on the road. Can't beat good quarterbacks. Can't be trusted. They might as well just disband the franchise. Can't tell you how often I heard this over the course of my Monday. Well, I would argue that this Eagles loss was way worse way worse than what the Cowboys endured on Sunday. You were defeated by Drew Locke. I get that we can be prisoners of the moment, and that game-winning drive was really, really cool, and that's fine. But here's a quarterback who did not win the starting gig in two separate places to Geno Smith and Teddy Bridgewater, who is announcing his retirement at season's end. Prior to this season, you know, 25 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, a passer rating of 79 minus 3.2% CPOE, a negative total EPA. What I'm hoping for on this very Tuesday is all those vociferous spews directed at the Cowboys. I hope the intensity is ratcheted up significantly for the Philadelphia Eagles after losing in this key spot. Oh, but it was earned. It, it, all of that was earned yesterday. And, and you mm-hmm. think it is invalid? I think all that I, stuff I think is it valid. should be worse for the Eagles. Like, regard, right, if you it want to set be. the baseline for intensity for the Cowboys, okay. But it should be yeah. even worse for the Eagles because this loss was way worse. Oh, this team's a fraud. Straight up. I mean, I, that's how I view it. Like, I, like look at that the, NFC. The other, it's like, yeah, go ahead, Aaron. I just want to say the other point I wanted to make on the heels of what you were saying on the lack of creativity that the Eagles have offensively. I was looking this morning. Shane Steichen is the favorite coach of the year. It made me think about (laughs) your point there. It's like they lost so many good pieces, and I think it's really hurting them right now. Oh, yeah. They would love to have Shane Steichen right now. It would Mm -hmm. be a different look. Different look. Um, yeah, Sirianni, don't forget, he gave up the play calling duties. So you, you're going to go back to him? Like, what are you going to do here? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know. What can you do? <laughs> I, I, don't, they're, I mean, they're in trouble. Safe to say the 49ers are getting the top seed in the NFC. I, I think that we can yeah. conclude after uh, last. I mean, mm-hmm. even if the 49ers do drop a game, which is certainly within the realm of possibilities. I mean, I know the schedule is really weak, but it can happen. I mean, you know, week to week league. I get it. But at least, like, we could probably validate what happened with them. We can't validate this three-game losing streak for the Eagles. And to an extent, we can't validate some things involving the Dallas Cowboys. To me, I think that rush defense is probably the biggest concern going forward. 
uh, you know, especially if, say, you're playing from behind, like, can the Cowboys make a comeback? At this point, I have my questions. 49ers, I mean, where are the weaknesses at this point? Look at the matchups. Look at the potential matchups, let's say, past the wild card. Divisional round, if they were to get to the, the conference championship. That passing defense against San Francisco, even Detroit, like, yeah, have fun. <laughs> that that that's the biggest reason why like they have a lot of lot of holes right now and it starts with the quarterback and and the coaches of course and a lot of levels to this team just not matching what they were a year ago and it's tough to do that we all know it that's why you don't see repeat champions in this sport but the matchups right now with those passing offenses including Dallas San Francisco Detroit they don't stand much Ooh. of a chance in my mind against those teams no I mean, I think both the Cowboys and the Eagles look suspect this week. I mean, but the mm-hmm. Eagles at least have a pretty easy schedule. It'll just be interesting if they can get it together over the next few weeks come playoff time. Mm-hmm. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. There is still plenty to determine in the East and South divisions in both conferences. We'll look at our favorite value plays right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Been on the same page. Everyone been on the same page, and we didn't execute. I don't think we were we're all were uh, committed enough. You know, just just got to turn it around. You know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace. And just continue to see it through. What do you mean by that, about being committed or not? Commitment. I don't know that I had a dictionary on me now. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I don't know how else to say. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Why don't you have a dictionary on you? I hate it when quarterbacks are ill-prepared. That's unfortunate. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we will go off the board. But in the meantime, let's get to NFL team futures. And there are some division races that are still in doubt. Let's start with the NFC East, as the Eagles are minus 250 favorites per BetMGM. Mm. Cowboys are at 2-1. to one. In the last segment, I mentioned that I felt like that some pundits, some nincompoops, are perhaps bashing the Cowboys a little bit too much uh, compared with, say, this Eagles loss. Not to mention, there are some questions as far as quarterback health, but the Eagles have a way, way, way easier schedule than Dallas does down the stretch. But, Joe, do you feel like that the Cowboys at 2-1 to one offers up some value? Well, we bashed the Cowboys yesterday. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. They earned it. Uh, Philly will get bashed. Philly will get bashed today. There's no doubt. Uh, When I saw this number, I'm like, wait, this is, that's not real. They didn't update the odds, right? Like, this can't be real. Like, you look at the schedule, like, okay. But I can also mention that it's going too far. Minus 250? Okay, look. Cowboys, Eagles, remember that they split. And then next, next tiebreaker, go to the division. For the moment, Dallas has a better division record because they played one more game. So it's four to one versus three to one for Philly. So they have the two division matchups against the Giants 
two of the last three weeks. Philadelphia does. And that's why the number is the number. And then those are the two division games they have left. Is anybody sure that they're going to sweep those? I'm not. I'm not sure that they're going to sweep. And it's a divisional matchup to begin with. So maybe I'm falling for the banana in the tailpipe. But I think you've got to look at Dallas, don't you? Don't you have to look at Dallas at two to one? I mean, this is ridiculous. Aaron in the tail, but did you ever do that as a kid? I did. Did you? Did yeah. you? Uh, I did. did the potato. I did the potato. Not, Not to my animal. parents. Just oh, man. Other, another car. Did you Did you go around the corner and watch what happened? Or how'd you, or did you just do no, it No, I like, yeah, I was with a group of kids. We were being stupid. I don't know what happened. I've, I'm sure it's bad karma that's haunted me for the rest of my life. You have but had a lot yeah, of car issues. This happened last Wednesday. Right. You have had a lot of car I issues did, over the years. I, so. Yeah, since I joined the show. The, the yeah, mats, karma. famously, the windshield <laughs> recently, my old pair crashed in the car. A lot of th- bad things have oh, happened. Oh, wow. But yeah, plus yeah. 220, uh, <laughs> great value on the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it started before you got here. I think this is, I'm shocked too. Like where I'm looking, I even see a minus 270 for the Eagles. That is ridiculous. There is not that big of a gap between these two teams. And what one of my favorite stats that I just mentioned in the last segment, the fact that no team has won this in back-to-back seasons in like 20 years, it's Mm -hmm. like, you might as well take a chance here. Um, There, I mean, that's, that's just wild. Almost. Okay. So what is hundred on the Eagles? So for Dallas to win this division, we know it's easy schedule. That's why they're the heavy favorite. What do they have to do to win it? Because it's Miami, Detroit, Washington. The last two, I think, are requirements. This Mm -hmm. game against the Dolphins, when you're looking at, say, tiebreakers, conference record, all of that stuff, like, yeah, it would be helpful. And it's a bit of a coin flip at last check. So definitely it would be great to have. But I think those last two games against the Lions and Commanders, you have to win those. Those are must wins in terms of getting the division for the Eagles. I mean, general advice. And I think this is more than just applicable to Philadelphia. I think it's just about every team for the most part. You can't assume a three game winning streak to win the season, right? Like unless you are playing, you know, everyone else in the NFC South, I don't think it's okay just to assume that you can sweep this thing. This, you know, this league uh, always makes fools of us when it comes to trying to decipher who can win key games. And I think last night was a great example of this where Drew Lott came in and beat the Eagles in case you missed our top story. But that's the thing is I don't want to assume just anybody can go nuts. But specifically in this division, Cowboys need to win the last two for me to feel like they have a real chance. And they beat Washington. Then they have a five and one division record, which Philly cannot beat. So mm-hmm. Philly, to match that, they would have to sweep the Giants. And that, that's why I brought up the point about the Giants. So right. and so if um, the head-to-head is, is even, which it would be, if the division record is even and, the, you know, they're tied, then you go to the, the common games record. So you're getting to mm-hmm. a lot of tiebreakers here potentially. But at, it's a number play, a two-to-one. That's, we would not be talking about this if it's plus 125 or something in that range. 
Exactly. Exactly. Uh, how about the AFC East here? The Dolphins at minus 250. Uh, they still have a lead, but that uh, those numbers are uh, shortening just a little bit. The Bills are at 2-1 to one to win the AFC East. Of course, these two teams play each other at the end of the season, and mm-hmm. there is that real possibility that the division could come down to that one contest with the Bills already having one win at hand in that season series. So, Joe, what do you like here? Can you get in a game? Can you gain the game in the next two? You've got uh, Chargers and Patriots. So we expect the Bills are going to be heavy favorites in both of those games. We expect mm-hmm. them to be 10, 10 and 6. Miami is Dallas and Baltimore. Can you gain a game going into week 18 because you already beat the Dolphins? So, and then if it comes down to week 18, the potential that you end up sweeping them. The conversation is no longer sneaking into the playoffs. Now the conversations, the Bills actually winning the, the East, and it's the same number as Dallas. Buffalo 2-1. to one. I, I have way too many Bills futures, but I'm considering it. Just it's set up perfectly mm-hmm. for them. They have two soft games. Dolphins have two easy games, and they've got the game in hand. So it, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, this – I just feel like the Dolphins, they've been suffering like injuries. They just haven't seemed like the same dominant team that they were in the first half of the season. And the Bills just now seem to be clicking and everything seems to be going right for them. It's interesting that it is the same number as the Cowboys too. Mm -hmm. Plus 220 for both where where I'm looking. Last week, the Bills had it at three to one to win the division, which implied a 25% chance that they would make up that, say, two game deficit. I hated the value then. I hate the value now. I get where that's coming from. But in terms of just overall power rankings, are you that much more convinced that the Bills are way better? And Miami is way worse after an additional game of sample size. I don't think that's fair. I, I, that doesn't make sense to me. Like the Bills, okay, James Cook went off. Great. Is that sustainable for the rest of the season? I don't know about that. I saw Miami go up against a really good defense and without Tyreek Hill, still be able to put a bunch of points on the board. Like maybe there's something where if they try hard enough, the Dolphins have some real wide receiver depth. And if that's the case, then we should like Miami a little bit more, right? Like, I don't see a bet Mm -hmm. in this division I'm really comfortable with. I think the Bills are still where they are. I still think the Dolphins can win this division. But you're asking me which team is going to be more dangerous going forward. It's absolutely going to be Buffalo. I just, again, it's a numbers play. I just don't like it at this point. What's their record going to be after next two games, Miami? Dallas and Baltimore. At Baltimore. (laughs) I say they win one, they lose one. And then they probably... Yeah, they probably split, and I probably like them uh, against Buffalo. Probably an upset, yeah. And and you think the Bills beat the Chargers and the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, they, they well, then it comes down to that game just for some something weird. But yeah, could happen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they do win both, and Miami goes one and one, and then it comes down to that game. I mean, that's sure. my point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. if, getting two to one, one of the hottest teams. That that's why I would go that route. So do, do the Dolphins beat Dallas or lose to <laughs> She wants to know how you have that split playing out. This, uh, <laughs> this sounds like baiting. 
And oh, oh, Paul just said in the chat, we need to move on. Okay, AFC South here. Nope, nope. After no, that, Cowboys propaganda. I demand answers. Propaganda. This, yeah, this is it's all propaganda. it's been for the first thirty-one no, minutes of the propaganda. show. Jesus, just, you got the star on the side of your head or what? What's going on here? <laughs> oh God. Okay. Right, not, I'm just you saying bet. the intensity needs to match the horrible you loss think it that occurred. Won't? You think it won't? No, because I think people just want to hate on the Cowboys much more so because oh the Cowboys are way more popular okay. than the Like, That's... I'm pretty neutral, even so though I grew up in the Philly area and should hate the Cowboys. You are, you are Actually, not neutral. Was I, like, <laughs> was I... That's laughable. Did I bet on the Cowboys as a kid, like with kids in the lunch line for a little lunch money, even though I was like, you know, they would win every time? Hustling. Yeah, maybe I did. So, like, I have my loyalties are limited, <laughs> yeah, but even this is too much. Like... Yeah. All my who's on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, the team I grew up loving and breaking my heart. But, like, those loyalties are gone. But, Ed, we've gone too far. Like, the Cowboys yeah. is, like, is America's, like, beaten down dog. Give me a break. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. And also, like... Dolphins are Cowboys. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Let's yeah. go, Cowboys. But you just said how great the Ooh. Dolphins are. Hey, I, I can see. I mean, if we're playing probabilities here and we're adding things up and I'm not, wow. you know, making this, you know, 100 to nothing. What I'm saying yeah. is, like, I could see Buffalo dropping a game. Like, I wouldn't be surprised I, I, if that happens. I do think I'm the only neutral observer. Because you got, you got Ed with the Cowboys pom-poms. You got Aaron, hates the Cowboys no, no matter what. And then you got, then you got Paul. He's you know, Mr. Philly, there, he says it doesn't exist, but we know deep down it still exists. Like when the Eagles well, are in somewhere, it. but like I you said want, in the yeah. chat, like a scale of like one to the guy with the fanatic Philly tattoo and like I-95 in the middle. Of oh my chest. God. What I'm is like that guy's three? Name? What is that guy? I don't know. I, thought, I love I thought that he was Jimmy. guy. Jimmy probably from the Northeast. Like I don't that guy know. was mm-hmm. created in a lab in Philly somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A meth lab. I would That's never wear wrong. a shirt Whoa. if I were him. <laughs> Probably never buy the Phillies version store. of Walter White making people. Like, is this what we're doing now? It's good. It's good. Oh, All man. right. No, but I like the, both these division races. If they come down to the end, which they very well could be, that'd be a lot of fun. It'd be great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. I think the AFC South is really fascinating. So how about we get to it? Jaguars are the favorites uh, at BetMGM at minus 135. Colts plus 275. Texans three to one. They all have the same record, though the Jaguars do have a bevy of tiebreakers. So how do we bet on this one, Joe? So Indy, Houston, week 18. Does it get to there? I don't know. The, The Jaguars sweeping the Colts is so big. It's big mm-hmm. for this. Um, and they ended up splitting against Houston. But the Jaguars are the odds-on favorite because of the soft schedule. They're going to be favored in all of their remaining games, assuming that Trevor Lawrence is going to be out there. We don't know. He entered the protocol. 
Maybe we'll start to get some information over the next two days about this. Maybe not. Um, But that Tampa game all of a sudden doesn't look as easy as it did maybe a few weeks ago. Um, But they've wrapped up with Carolina and Tennessee. So they have the, the tiebreaker over Indy. And because of the soft schedule, that's why Jacksonville's the favorite. But I can't say I feel great about backing Jacksonville right now. Uh, as someone who's bet the Texans to win the division twice so far this season, like I don't oh, yeah? want to give up on okay. them. And they've been scrappy. So I'm just hoping they can get it together. And, you know, they've got Cleveland, the Titans, and the Colts. It's going to be tough. But uh, I uh, I can't make a case for anyone else when I've bet it twice already. <laughs> I'm not giving up you know, on my Texans. Uh, no, and I and I wouldn't say uh, or dissuade anybody from anything at this point because, like, if you're looking at the quarterback position, Gardner Minshew is the healthiest in the trio, and that makes me uncomfortable yeah. to believe that there's value backing the Colts, and I'm not going to do it. Uh, and another mm-hmm. reason why I'm not going to do it is because, yes, if you look at, say, strength of schedule metrics, they're all relatively the same, and I look them up, and I'm like, okay, I can see why they're relatively the same, except – the Jaguars still get a date with the Carolina Panthers. So you're telling me that a team that gets to play the Panthers will still have it just as tough as everybody else? Absolutely not. So I played with the New York Times uh, playoff probability machine, and uh, I just put that win in for Jacksonville. Now they have a two out of three chance of winning the division. So if that's the case, minus 135, yes, you're paying a price, but it offers some value to me. Yeah. Indy's not a bet. That's not the direction to go. I, it feels like you got to go Jacksonville if you don't mind laying a price, or you go Houston. Fair enough. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Are you ready for the most interactive sports gambling show? Introducing BetQL Send It In with PJ Glasser. We want to hear from you. Send It In is about your picks, your trends, and your fades. Share your thoughts, predictions, and your best daily best bets with the Send It In community. Set your reminders, mark your calendars, and get ready to send it in on weekday afternoons at 1 Eastern on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. On your home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Us off the board. Welcome back to <laughs> BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Joe Ostrowski, Eddie Gross, Aaron Hawksworth with you. First of all, we didn't get a chance to talk about Sean Stellato over the weekend, inducted <laughs> into the Italian Sports Hall of Fame. And did you see what he was wearing? I thought he kind of looked like a leprechaun. The green suit and everything. Didn't he? <laughs> or is that just me? Like he, like he just came off of the Notre Dame football field ready to be inducted. Yeah, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a lot. Yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on with the green, but it was... Uh, 
It was interesting. So now it appears that uh, there's a few stories about this. I'm looking at the one on Pro Football Talk. So Sean Stilato set up this appearance for Tommy DeVito at a pizzeria. And they agreed for two hours at this pizzeria in New Jersey for 10K. Well, then the agent is now saying, no, 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 it's going to be 20K. And somehow this leaked out to the media. The pizzeria guy is all mad about it. And they're talking to Darren Ravel. (laughs) No, Joe, you're out. So I just think it's kind of lame that he raised the price. He's like, we didn't have a contract. But apparently the owner of the pizza joint has the text. And uh, now uh, Florio saying, listen, Tommy DeVito. You should just take your money while you can, because your little 15 minutes of fame is going to run up. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I was saying, no, like, that ain't going to fly in New York. Like, they're, they're going to side with the with the local businessmen that set up the deal, and, and you're trying to str- strong arm them for an extra 10K. Like, get out of here, Like, dude. doubling nice try. the price. Yeah. 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 Nice try. Shady. Nice try. Clown. Tommy um, I did should fire him. And do an appearance for free. But remember last week when you guys were like, oh, we should have him on the show? And I nope. was like, I you nailed it. Nope. No shot. Because yeah. I know exactly well, there's what that. Is. Well, also, mm-hmm. we had the conversation on air that he needs to, like, lock in some Super Bowl commercials yesterday. And it's yeah. probably already too yeah. late. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I saw some people here. Okay. The Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame thing. It's in chicagoland area for people that don't know big surprise it's in an area called little italy that's the neighborhood in chicago <laughs> um and then yeah i i saw some people that i know on their social medias on their instagram and all that like posting pictures with this clown i'm like can you please just take that down that you're embarrassing yourself you're embarrassing me i, I want to unfollow you at this moment you're embarrassing <laughs> the family like it was just like i if you saw this guy in the street would you take a picture with them there's no way in hell I would ask this guy to take a picture. Right? No, he's probably Absolutely. so annoying. And people like that just love attention. No, thank yes. you. I'm good. Oh, he loves it. Yeah, he's done. The, the sad part, though, in all of this is that I do he's expect this Tommy DeVito thing to last a couple more weeks. When the Giants beat the Eagles. This is going oh, to be a problem brother. going forward. I mean... That was oh, my brother, argument, but now sweeps. I want to jump off that argument. That, yeah, I was like, are we sure the Eagles are going to sweep them? The number is saying the Eagles are going to sweep the Giants, but I'm not so sure about it. But now that Ed is doing this with the Cowboys, it's like maybe I I will get off I will agree to this caveat. If Tommy fires his agent, I'll be back in on Tommy and say he wins one of these games. But he's got to fire his agent. <laughs> That's the... Mm. That's okay. the butterfly if, effect we're talking he about here. Well, he sta- well, he's starting to push back on a lot of this stuff. He's, like, getting serious about football. Like, there was another report out there where he, he like, kind of lost on the social media team about, like, I guess mm-hmm. playing up the Italian side of things. Um, right. That was a report from a guy that covers the Giants. So, I don't know. Like, I will say this. We saw Kenneth Walker run over that team in the second half. Like, chunks. Tell me Saquon can't do that in one of these games? Uh, of course he can. Wouldn't be shocked. Yep. D- yeah. Tell me DeVito can't have an open lane. Like, he could have that's tons of real estate in front of him. I mean, that's one of the reasons option. why we're – Yeah. So many adjustments. Saquon and Tommy? Let's yeah. go. It mm-hmm. is DeVito starting the rest of the season? 
There's no so. way Tyrod can jump well, back in. Okay, Tyrod's in. I'm in. I am back in a yeah. Giants team with Tyrod. I think before Tommy. <laughs> I think well, he they, probably they said the other week, week that he was healthy. They said the other week that he was healthy, and Tommy took his job. So right. I assume he's good to go. Get another dud this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Tyrod. Yeah, in that week yeah, eighteen be. game. Oh, so. for the division, <laughs> that'd be something. Yeah, right. All right, moving on. Dakota Johnson, famously from Fifty Shades of Grey, the hot woman in the movie. We can all agree she's hot, right? She uh, revealed her wellness routine and says she needs 14 hours of sleep. She needs that to feel at her best. And I saw that and I was like, that's a bit outrageous. Like, 14 hours, like maybe once in a while when you're exhausted. But if I sleep that much, I kind of feel like I'm out of it a little bit. I don't feel refreshed. Maybe that's just me. I know everyone's different and needs a different amount of sleep. But if I sleep way too long, I'm kind of like, ooh, it almost has the effect that I had no sleep, if that makes sense. So I feel kind of out of it. Like I need a few cups of coffee because I just slept way too long. Every day? 14 hours? Is that what she's saying? She says she can easily sleep 14 hours a day. But, like, continuously? Or is it, like, 10 and then, like, a couple naps? (laughs) Like, four hours (laughs) I love naps. Siesta? (laughs) Yeah. Are you siesta guy? I I assume Paul, like, after the show, takes a nap. Does that happen? Well, after I have to do, like, mid-middle of the... Afternoon sometimes, yeah. Like maybe after the gym. Yeah. Although I went early this morning, went to the morning class. Holy you hell, did? I'm dead. What time but, was it? Yeah, six. What time? And was it? it was like six a.m. Yeah, yeah. What, so what's I, the clientele yeah. like for the morning class versus the afternoon class? What size these people different. up? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just locked in. You know, just getting that burn. Oh yeah, you're not, you're so, not people um, watching at all. Uh, Come on, it's have the fun. I mean, it's. I'd say it's like probably 70, 30, maybe 80, 20 female, male. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. They're all Any I, baddies I don't know people's in ages there? anymore. <laughs> Any what? Zaddies? Yeah, there's probably a couple. Baddies. Oh, baddies. baddies. My... Zaddies. Baddies baddies. That's the name of the class, <laughs> actually. By me, my wife hates, hates going in the 9 a.m. hour because it's the stay at home moms that just chit chat they are not there to work they talk the entire time and just oh, make yeah. sure everybody hears their stupid conversation i know that's a bad time i i go early afternoon after the show i don't mind that um i've tried the morning thing i can't i can't but oh, it's, it's nice to get I worked out this morning Pops. too yeah yeah Did but you? it's great to I knock like it out I... early Exactly, because yeah. I come up with so many excuses as the day goes on, and right. then I'm like, "Well, another week went by, and I didn't work out, so it's like I might as well just <laughs> go with the morning." Yeah. yeah, it's I'm all going to be different on Monday. It's all going to be different. I'll tell you. <laughs> yes. No. All the resolutions, people are coming out soon. Oh, oh, no. oh. think about that. Like <laughs> the parking lot. Wasn't too bad this morning, but like a couple weeks ago, and it's gonna be this way in January, like five forty-five because the class is at six. Just jammed. Yep. Like, got to go to yep. the overflow lot and all that. I am not looking forward to that. Yeah. After our well, show, while we're on the 
Are you guys New Year's resolutions people? It seems like nobody here is, because I'm not. Huh. Like, can January. you need January to c- come around and make yeah. some resolutions? Jake? No. Jake's got one. Zippo, pal. Tried it once, and I, I, wrote, I wrote things down what last year. What like, was it? Just like mental health, wellness, and like wellness stuff. And I wrote it down first of the year, never opened the notebook again. Didn't even look at it. Just absolutely <laughs> fell by the notebook. wayside. Jake's on too much of a heater for resolutions right now. Like, That's all. Yeah. That. No, right. Like yeah. keep Don't keep doing what you're anything. doing is the resolution. Yeah. Yeah. True. I will say, like, I used to be guy that got mad at people in the gym, like the first two weeks of the new year. But like, yes. you know, it's going to peter out. Like they're not they're gonna gonna be gone. Last. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like I used to be hard. Oh, get mad guy. But now it's just like, you know, they ain't sticking around. So who cares? You know where it's probably not going to get slammed? At the work gym, I don't th- like. Correct. You're either in that routine. Or it you're usually not, doesn't. So yeah. We Actually, you know what? It usually has like the the weeks leading up to New Year's, and then it just doesn't happen. Like I've noticed, like the last couple of weeks, it's been way more crowded. But then, like by the time first week of January, it's like oh, people right, trying to get in shape up. for the holiday parties yep. that they're going right. to. Or in yesterday was slammed. Mm-hmm. Yesterday afternoon was slammed. <laughs> I'm like, I've never seen it like this. This is crazy. That's what's happening. Or, you know, for the Christmas pictures with their family. I'm like, you think one workout? Yeah. Okay. It's the All same, right. like, trying one to get your hair and nails done. <laughs> jo- Joe's out shaming people in his stuff. head. <laughs> no, I was just annoyed. It's like all these people. The guy that, yeah, I don't know. The guy that was next to me with the ticks, like, he almost hit me with his, when he slapped back his arm on the rower. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, he's got it. Not, not, not Clay Travis' oh, kids. Phys- physical ticks. But... <laughs> <laughs> Paul thought Joe was next to a guy who just had insects crawling all over him. Like, like lice right? or something. Guys yeah. got infestation. Uh, that's that's uh, gross. I got a, I got a excuse trainer. Excuse me, sir. Uh, yeah, right. excuse I got a trainer yesterday uh, at, at the gym. Ooh, Whenever oh, I get uh, whenever I start to struggle a little bit, he's like, "Come on, scissor hands, let's go!" And now everybody's oh my god, because they're doing like the old that's scissor a hands terrible thing. Terrible nickname. Like, I know, oh, like bad. the movie's thirty years old, and somehow people still cite it whenever they think of someone named Edward. Edward, that's that's tough. go by Edward. Annoying. That's I would yeah. fire yeah. that guy just for Jail. the nickname. Immediately yeah. upgrade. Well, he's one of several. I'm not, and and we get along otherwise. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'm oh, not a man. not a big nickname guy. There are a lot of coaches that have a nickname for everybody. I don't like mm-hmm. doing that. Most times, people don't like the nickname that you attach to them, anyways. Unless you tell me that Thanks. that's your nickname, I'm not calling you that. Right. If you're going up to a coach year... and saying, "Hey, this is my nickname, though," jail. <laughs> you right. can't be doing that. You can't this be saying, "Hey, coach, this is my nickname. I prefer if you call me that." Can't have it. <laughs> I would. I, I would agree. agree. I agree. Not mine, did I? Yeah, it depends yeah. what it is. Thank you all daily, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Coming up next, Michael Felder gets us going as we continue bowl season in college football. That's right here on the BetQL Network. <laughs> 